Hello and welcome to episode number three of Behind the Bears, our official podcast. And uh, it's Downsy here as usual. Essentially, this is like a job interview uh, in reverse. So we're in Mark Tainton's office, the chief exec, uh, and I am sat here with uh, uh, Bristol Bears director John Lansdowne and director of rugby, Pat Lamb. Welcome both. (laughs) You did a good job then, mate. Uh, Welcome along. We're going to talk about Movember, first of all. Um, And for those of you that can't see uh, you are both sporting some wonderful tashes so let's uh, talk tashes right now first of all john d- could you describe what you're what you're going for there with the tash well it's i wouldn't say it's a fashion statement it's more of a um let it grow and see what it ends up at <laughs> um try not to trim it this year but it yeah struggles to contain itself after a while so i see you've got a bit of underage as well there yeah, it's just just to try and make some normal shape of it rather than <laughs> I mean it, it's a question of um how how can you limit the scariness of right of the facial hair I, some people can really put it off but for others it's damage limitation so <laughs> and you are sporting your Movember pin which I'm very yeah. jealous of as well yeah, just in case anyone was in any doubt that I do this all year <laughs> wear the badge it's almost um, like a sort of disclaimer this is a Movember this is a Movember <laughs> yeah I need one of those definitely one of those I, I get those looks I feel sorry for the guys that have moustache all year round now <laughs> Because it's water. Oh, you doing that for November? No, no, no. This is just me. Because, <laughs> of course, Pat, you famously had a a moustache quite, you know, sort of in your earlier career. Did my wife tell you that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I had it early because um, I was um, when I was young. I was I was probably about this size. You know, the Pacific Islanders we grow early, mm-hmm. and um, and when I was twelve, all my rugby players I played up, and so I was playing with guys who were sixteen, eighteen. So they'd always try and get me into the bars and stuff, so I had to grow the mo. <laughs> well, it was growing. It was growing at school. So, um, But I got rid of it, and um, as my daughter said, um, Dad, that is disgusting. <laughs> really? uh, so that's a good cause, love, good cause. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, November the 30th or December the 1st. I think a lot of people are. Uh, the, the king of facial hair is also sat opposite me. He is uh, media manager here at the Bears and producer of this podcast, and my very good friend Tom. Um, you, you are just hairy all year round. Yeah, well, mine's mine's there to give me some sort of facial shape rather than anything. <laughs> I look a football without without any facial hair, so yeah. it's there for a reason. I, I heard that the you need ID if you shave that off people. A hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent. I'd look about twelve, I think. Without it. <laughs> look like a baby. That's I can't. What, I can't quite work out how the peer pressure hasn't got to you guys. Uh, how can you do podcasts about November with players and staff? Good call. I'm, I'm supporting this in a in a media way. Uh, it's take, I can't tell you how long it's taken me to grow this beard out. I think I'd, I'd be heartbroken if I had to go yeah, now. Yeah, and I'm actually, the same. And actually, um, the chat from November said that, that was all right. He, we got official permission, didn't we, from we him? Did. Yeah. Um, if you missed that chat, by the way, that's on podcast number two. Um, let's let's talk about a bit uh, a bit about Movember because it is a fantastic cause. And John, I know it's something that you're very passionate about. Yeah, I think it's it's something that's certainly come on over the last sort of five ten years, much more um, mental health for for men, especially um, big issue, big issue in sport. And Movember has been one of the key things that's helped that to prominence. And obviously, it's grown from. From nothing, I think, going from a pub in Australia mm. to to what it is now. Um, but whether it's it's awareness for, for prostate cancer or men's mental health, I think it's all it's all great. And and for November, it's it's a really nice way of doing it because a large part of it is about awareness. And then obviously on the back of that, you, you try and raise money for the charity as well. So whether people are doing it to raise awareness 
or, or, or funds for the charity or both. I think it's a, it's a great cause because it can do both at the same time. And nice to see that the club, you know, really getting behind it as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I've, I've spoken to Pat before about it. The, our, our kind of philosophy is we take what we do very seriously. We try not to take ourselves too seriously while we're doing it. And to look silly for a month isn't isn't a big price to pay. So we'll see you boys doing it next year. <laughs> yep. um, Pat, mental health in, in sports is so important right now. Um, you, you will have gone through it in your, in your younger career and now as a director of rugby, um, it's a really important course to champion, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, everything, you know, pressure, anxiety, you know, bring on a lot of, uh, can potentially bring on a lot of issues. So being able to deal with pressure and, and, and moments of anxiety and, and having support around you and, um, and, and um, is it, huge. And I think, Nothing's changed, um, and from the sort of things that we faced, you know, you're, you're dealing with um, fame, you're dealing with, um, you know, adulation, alcohol, um, you know, drugs. Everything's in front of you, and and we always talk about, um, you know, making good choices, you know, and, and that's one of the guess, best gifts we've been given in life is the ability to choose what you want to do. Um, but obviously, there's consequences for all of those choices, and they can be really good. All right, or, or they can set you down a wrong path, and so if you like trying to, you know, everything we're doing, and you know, whether it's as parents or whether it's as coaches, is, is try and put a, a fence up at the end of the cliff, mm-hmm. um, so they can get to the shore, have a look, and experience, you know, and see things uh, from from the cliff, but you don't want to fall off the other edge, and um, and that comes in, in very various forms of um, awareness. Um, Looking at um, uh, you know the, the way that uh, we support each other, um, and you know having that as having that been you know as a club and as an ethos, you know we talk about inspiring our community through, through rugby success. Um, that sort of environment is uh, to help people you know get through moments, and, and I can tell you now, I know even in our teams, you know, some of the guys have had some some real moments. But uh, I feel real proud that the support they get around them from their own teammates or, or, or other sources has been uh, been superb. And it will continue to happen because that's what happens in life. Um, we, we had a great conversation with Will Hurrell on our last yeah. podcast. He spoke very openly about the struggles that he'd had and how you help each other as a team. Just things like saying hello to each other each morning. It really makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean... Um, you know, we're certainly not on this earth to be alone, and um, and just the the simple difference. And, I, and I've been into different environments, or uh, you know, businesses or families, and um, to see when people come in and give each other a handshake or a hug, or you know, say good morning, acknowledge it's huge. And everyone goes through tough times, and you might have had a really tough night the night before for whatever reason. You walk into to the clubhouse, and suddenly there's seventy odd people, players and staff, coming and say, "Morning, how are you?" Da, da, da. And someone along the line, you either give you a lift, or somewhere along the line, someone sees you're right. Let, let, let's catch up, let's have a coffee or something like that. Mm. So, um, it's it's really important of what we do. Um, Tom, we've got some um, brilliant support, actually, haven't we, as well, from uh, from some of our supporters. Let's just talk about that very briefly. Uh, so, uh, uh, Y. Lee, who was our leading fundraiser last year, has raised nearly £400 already. 
uh, and also Tom Barber. Now, Tom is a very special gentleman. Uh, his team has raised over £700 so far. His initial target was 200 quid, so he smashed straight through awesome. that. Um, in 2012, Tom was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And his words was one of the luckiest and is now using his story to raise awareness uh, for men's health as well, which is, I mean, I think Pro- Tom probably yeah. deserves yeah. Yeah. Well, an enormous yeah. round of applause as well. Um, so uh, how can we get involved, Tom? How can people support Movember? Yeah, so Tom Barber is a perfect example of, of ways that you can get involved. So Tom's actually joined the Bristol Bears team. Um, Bristol Sport has a, a Movember page. You head to the Movember page by searching Bristol Sport on a Movember website. Um join whichever team you see fit so if you join the Bears team your total of fundraising will be added to the Bears total same for Bristol City same for Bristol Flyers Um, those totals will then be pulled together at the end of the month um, as a Bristol sport total and um, in your other role John uh, as the chairman of Bristol sport it's nice to see all the other sports getting involved as well yeah, it's great. I mean, I think at the moment I sit alone in the Bristol Sport team t- until a few of the staff sign up because I'm not going to nail my flag to the mast. Um, but it, it, I think it's it's good to have that, you know, that togetherness, that, that sort of competitive edge as well as as you love in sport, mm-hmm. but around a great cause. Um, I know Lee's Lee's signing up and joining in as well, and a, and I think a couple of the other guys. So it's great to have that that representation, that awareness. It'd be great if supporters all join in as well and and hopefully raise that profile with it and obviously some good funds as well. Great stuff. Okay, well, all the details, as Thomas said, uh, on the website. We'll repeat all of that information a little bit later on. Uh, just a, a, a personal question: How does how does how do your wives how does Karen and Steph react to the to the mo? Is the, are they fans, John? I mean, fan is definitely a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a, a a resignation when the end of October comes around that you know, it's happened enough times before that it's probably going to happen again. So, um, yeah, I think there was some comment last year about maybe we'll try a different look next year, but I'm, right. I'm really not sure what I could do with it, to be honest. So, yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty similar, but it's going to happen again next year. So Good. And I, I suppose Steph's kind of used to it, right? Well, we met when we met, I had one on. Right. And um, but she, she always laughs. Whenever I, whenever I do things from the old days, she always says you're still trying to be young, <laughs> you know. So uh, no, no, she's you know. I think she's got to the point she realizes I really don't care what I look like. Is uh, you know, she's she's locked in. <laughs> now, now, fa- family and friends is such an important part of of this as well. Uh, you know, talking specifically about mental health, um, and I know that the club culture you know, runs along those lines as well as family being so important. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, we talk about, um, you know, true team culture being love. And uh, and when you define that, it's, uh, you know, sacrificing oneself for the benefit of others. And, you know, we always get the guys to, you know, <clears throat> like to them to focus on, you know, what really matters um, and, and, you know, and the people that are important to you and why we do what we do. And, um, and you know, you always say, would you do anything? For for um, for your family member to um, uh, to benefit, of course they would, and and it's the same thing here. Like we, we spend so much time together in the season, um, and the, the the closer we build the relationships, and and we're real enough to know, you know, we, we have closer relationships outside of rugby where we come from and family, but if we build that, um, then uh, it's it's going to be for the tough times, you know, when we're under pressure on the field. Um, there's nothing better when your relationships are really good and that's where they're going to be beneficial but also when there's tough times off the field 
that's when guys can really, those handshakes that we started off with just handshakes, they turn into hugs, mm-hmm. they turn into listening, they turn into coffee times, meal times, all of those things. So that's why we put a huge emphasis on it. And John, you must be very proud to see all this going on in the vision that you've helped create. Yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously, the sporting group is a family thing for myself. It's Families is hugely important. Uh, meeting Pat for the first time was a breath of fresh air because you've got somebody who they're not reflecting what you want to hear. They believe the same things you do, which makes it easy. Mm-hmm. So y- you know if your values sit right and, and you care about community, you care about family, that it's a huge platform to to then succeed from. And if you just if you stay true to what you believe in and, and, and grow, it's it's great. But you know we look at, to do the same thing across across the group. I mean you hear you hear directly about the team there. But what I mentioned before about about how we we try and and put ourselves out there as well in terms of we t- do we take we do very seriously but showing a bit of personality along the way the same with the media guys here that we talk about how we do that what's the reason for doing that well part of that is a to try and help performance but also the mental side of it you know there's a perception in sport that you've got highly paid athletes who don't really care that they're getting a paycheck that mm-hmm. that look when and i mean that from that's not the case but when you're in your worst place as a supporter because it's an emotional game, that's what you're going to fire back because it's easy to do and you're in the moment. Mm. But if you're the player on the other end of that, it's hard to take because you forget. And, and you know what? A lot of what we're trying to do is to humanise the mm. players. They're not. They're not just robots. They're not just uh, <clears throat> money orientated people. They are good people. We are a group. We are a family. And what you're trying to do with some of that is broaden that family. You know, and, and try and help from that that sense of view. Try and give people a bit of an insight about, you know, w- w- what people do on a day to day basis. That that they are normal people. That they do care. That that the club is doing good things and 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 it's genuine. To to almost give that that bit of credit and also make people realise that they are good people involved. They are normal people living normal lives. Just happen to be really good at sport and doing something they love at the same time. And to be honest, that can help a tiny bit in terms of the mental health of the people involved. That's another great thing. So there's benefits both ways. Hopefully it improves performance because people get it. But also hopefully it helps when when times are difficult, like Pat said, that's that's when that's when that family feeling that that love is is key. Because when when the chips are down, when you're in a corner, when you're in a dark place, that's what you need to pull out of it. I can absolutely from my personal point of view, say that the difference in coming to this club from when I first started in 2013-14 to now is incredible. I I absolutely know that if I walked through the canteen right now, um, uh, all of the lads would say hello um, and they would all have something to say. Maybe it's a bit of banter, maybe it's a bit of but But, you know, I'd gone from being an ignored figure that was almost feared like, oh God, what does he want kind of thing? To being a place where I feel welcomed, and and especially for things like um, for for Rainbow Laces Day, for example, um, that I've just been embraced. I, in 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 either of the sports I work in, football and rugby, not once has there ever been an issue from any of the fans, um, and I've just felt so supported by the club uh, in all of those areas. And then you know when I got married, Pat sent a message, to, a video message to Ethan and I, um, and every time I see you join the corridor, you'll stop just for for a chat and it's just like you feel part of this 
this uh, this whole kind of culture, this this sort of vision that you have created all together. Um, you know, and the, the same with Mark. You know, sat, sat in the corner very quietly. But you know, uh, if I see Mark in the stands, you know, I'm quite happy to go over for a selfie, and he lets it all happen. You know, can we have a selfie now? I think um, if, if, if I strip it right back to is when when. And I bring it back to when I met with Steve and uh, and Chris, and um, and I asked. I, I remember saying to to um, uh, to Steve, "What is your vision?" You know, and he talked about, you know, obviously we need some success um, on on the rugby field, uh, from where it currently was to where it needs to get to. But he, but because I remember saying to him very clearly, "But you're a football man," you know, and he says, um, and he said, "Yes, it's his passion." But he said, "I understand." how sport can galvanise people, how sport, the impact that sport can have on the community and, and changing the way people feel. And that was the big thing. And, and Chris said something very similar. And that was the big thing for me, is that I, because I honestly believe the same thing and that it's got to be more than just a game. Mm. You know, and the, and the beauty about that, it starts with that, you know, they all drop the pebble in the, in the, in the, in the water and it just ripples out. Then... I have full confidence when I'm sitting with players about coming here or sitting them down and say, well, this is what we're about. And they're like, oh, yeah, I love that. So it's the same message that's just going out now. So we see the, the work that our boys do out in the community and, and, the, and the supporters and the fans, but it all started from getting real clarity on what are we about. Mm. And so people don't come in here and get a surprise and say, well, why am I doing this, Wanda? Because they knew at the very beginning, if you want to come here, if you just want to play rugby, you're in the wrong club. Mm-hmm. We just want to play sport. You're in the wrong, wrong city. It's all about what we do um, as as a collective. Let's talk a little bit about rugby now. Um, and top of the table after four rounds, um, I'm going to quote what uh, one of your sayings: uh, "Happy but not satisfied." Yeah, pretty true. I think um, you know we know, and and even our supporters know. You know we we. We're not at our absolute best, and that's what we're striving to be. And But I said right from the very beginning, you know, for us as a team to get better, all the individuals have to get better, everyone, staff and players. And, uh, and certainly that's what we're driving. And and there's two questions we always ask, you know, what have we done well? Regardless if we've beaten Exeter 20 points to seven, 17 coming back, or whether we get hammered by Worcester last year, we were asking those same questions. What have we done well? What can we do better? And um, and then put that to, to work and making sure that every day that we are getting better. And that's a simple formula, um, but it works. Mm-hmm. And um, um, and so far, so good. But it is, you know, certainly early days. And, you know, I needed, I needed a couple of days to breathe after last week because <laughs> I, I obviously wasn't very happy. And, and I think someone said to us when we did the Blackbird song after, that's probably the most dour or flat Blackbird song. Mm. And I felt bad afterwards because I, I gave a bit of a spray before that and then I just went, Joycey, sing. <laughs> and then we all did. But but I think the, the key is, and, and the boys have been outstanding so far this week, it's, it's, it's just getting everyone to understand that once we keep growing our bottom line and getting better, we can't go back to where we were. We've got to get, you know, and if we do, it's the responsibility of, you know, some key people here to make sure that we don't allow that to cut creek back in and we want to be consistently better. John, the uh, excitement of watching this kind of entertaining brand of rugby, you must be very proud to see it all happen in front of you. Yeah, it's great. I mean, 
you could you look at last year's home fixtures and you can go through them all and I can't see how you would have had a, a dull game in there and that's a great starting point and, and the other thing you look at is you know the occasions are great but also you're staying true to your philosophy so you can see that that's the most exciting bit for me so we might sit top of the pile we all know we don't win anything in November mm-hmm. and and the key I know Pat will be all over it going forward is that the, the guys don't change so you know it's getting there is you know you're not under the radar necessarily anymore you've got to keep doing the things that have got you there to to keep stepping on and not think okay we've made it Mm. and but the guys are very grounded everything's very grounded that that should happen quite naturally but it's great to see the the next lot of academy boys coming through into the team you know you've got yo and charlie and um will have all all played this year all all contributing as well um you're adding that to the uh the likes of um Andy and Callum have obviously come through in previous years. Then you're, you know, you're getting academy players in the team, getting Bristolian players in the team. You know, you Joycey celebrating that great picture against Bath as well. All those things sit really true to what we're doing. And if we can do that at the same time as progressing, mm-hmm. then you can see the vision coming to fruition. And that's exactly what you want when when the vision's clear and the results are, are true to that. Then you know the direction in which you're heading is great. Mm-hmm. Whether that means we finish where we're sat now or, or, or not, you can see everything's pointing in the right direction and, that, and that's what I really judge and, and that's what you enjoy. That academy uh, structure, the homegrown nature of these players that you've mentioned that, um, that are coming through is, is all part of that fi- vision for, for both uh, rugby and football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the clubs have their, their very separate identities in that sense, but unsurprisingly, the values are, are similar. Hmm. And, and that's why the collaboration part of it is great as well because you know you can take learnings from different areas you know if you're going to talk from one to the other they're going to be similar minded and I think it's you have to have that and that's that's the beauty of the the same ownership in that sense playing at the same venue having staff that do are specifically for one sport or the other but also work together on other projects you know you're going to be thinking the same thing because the thought process is the same, what we're trying to achieve is the same, how we're trying to achieve it is the same, and I think that is the power of it. The uh, We don't want to pick out any names here, but, I mean, the, the, the future of Bristol Bears does look very exciting, doesn't it, when you when you look at uh, the, the talent that's coming through? Yeah, I mean, that's that's all part of the, the plan. You know, we said right from the very beginning when we set the vision, then we followed it up with Champions Cup as, and being the most dominant team in Europe. That's our ambition. You know, when I arrived, everyone's ambition was stay up, stay don't up. get relegated, all that. We got said, no, 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 we set that higher. So that was that side. And then the second one around uh, players playing for England uh, was, was huge because that is a goal for every player to play for the country. And, we, and we, we're part of the RFU. But it's more about making sure our rugby program is, is that good, that players will come through. And that puts the onus on, on us as coaches and staff to make sure that we can deliver to give these guys the best possible opportunity. And the third and probably just as, as if not most important was the homegrown players because, you know, um, you know it, exactly what we see now. You know, that these guys coming through and, and when we, we, we're now the Bears and so many young people want to come through and, and play for the team and that's your local team and you can't really support, inspire your community if your community isn't coming through and you've got good stories, as John mentioned, of players, you know, coming right through the program and playing through. So that's, and we put that also in place to protect the club, you know, that, you know, the reality is we're all going to be moving on at some stage. But we put our we put that out there. But if, if this is going to be the most dominant club in Europe for many many years, 
you put the world-class systems and structures and then people can always add value. So, like, you know, the All Blacks are massively um, being the most successful sports team out, but the mantra is, here's the jersey, you add value to it and then you pass it on. And that's what we want to put in place of things here. This is the direction we're going. No one's going to change that direction. And But when you take a role, whatever that role is, add value, build on what's happening and pass it on to the next person to, again, continue again. Is uh, an incredible vision. Um, you, you talked about becoming the Bears, and that rebrand was a ballsy move, Mr. Lansdowne. Uh, it went down so well. Um, uh, now, I'm a man of stash. I don't mind admitting. I'm all over it. I love it. Um, and the kits have been absolutely amazing from, from my point of view. I mean, I, you know, I'm a fan, and, and I talk to other fans, and they love the kits and they love the stash. The question on everybody's lips, John, is how are you going to improve on it for next season? I think that every year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> six years into that now. So, it's yeah, it's, you've had a lot of your... Well, you, you always think you've had your best ideas, and you try and come up with more. But I was going to say, uh, the Bears kits, especially this year, are very proud of love i love personally love the european kit as well and probably got you know i can probably stop doing it now because when we were at sense parks the other week mum said oh that's a nice shirt and i was like right i'm done <laughs> so I've, been, I've been trying six years for that i've got it so there's nowhere to go now so it was um the transition i mean i i think was a really important one because it sort of all came together the 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 name change the logo change and then you know the step change in in performance and the vision the club vision all coming together it is such an exciting time uh you know to be a bears fan uh, it must be delightful for you to see ashton gate you know full for example like bath at home what a moment yeah it's great and and look we've talked about it here and when you talk about it now you can see how natural a process it was. It really was a stake in the ground. This is what we're aiming for. This is what we're building for. It was not pie in the sky. That is where we're going to get to. Break that down, how we're going to get to it. And the rebrand was part of that. You know, you wanted the fresh start to say, this is what we're about. You obviously, you don't forget where you've come from. You don't forget your history. You're proud of it. But uh, to have the impact that we wanted and, and the the change going forward, you, you needed that to, to almost give you that, that jump start. Mm. Um number of things you talk about at the time you know I can tell from from my two boys that they relate a lot more to it now than they did before because it's recognizable it's something they they pick out they see so a lot of those things you're talking about where people are going oh is, does that really make a difference I, you know, I can tell firsthand it does and the the real success of it is um I mean the familiarity you had with it at a very early stage I think we're probably two or three months in and, and you're looking back at it again have we really only done this two or three months ago because because it does look so strong it does feel right you know, it has that familiar feeling straight away. And, and, and you you know, Pat's adopted it brilliantly as well in terms of the team and the culture and everything else, and we use it as part of that. It really is part of the fabric and, and part of, obviously, the recent history, but now very much part of what the Bears is, the Bristol Bears. And you add that, so, you know, Pat leading the charge on the on-field success, um, fantastic marketing, fantastic um, uh, rebrand, and then add that to the work that Mark Tainton is doing with this new training ground and all the uh, the off-pitch work that's going on. It really is, Pat, an incredible time at this club, isn't it? Oh, it's so exciting. I think, um, you know, <clears throat> I, I sort of look at that new training facility, and, uh, and you're right, Mark's done a great job, and... Um, gone up and had a look at it you know, now and it's getting closer and closer but I was, me and Mark had a conversation before and, and there's no doubt you know we, we feel as a club since since the two of us have come on board 
um, you know, we've, we've got real clarity of our direction, but when you make change, there's a lot of things that have to be tidied up and cleaned up and right through in all areas right through. And we, we were saying that we're, where we're heading, when we, when we go into the new facility, the timing couldn't have been better, that it's now, rather than where we were, when say when I first come in, and we both first came in just going into a new facility, you know, we've done so much uh, growing, tidying up, cleaning, that when we get into that new facility, we're truly going to be a, uh, a real professional environment. That is, we say that one of our mantras is we're a high-performance club that is extremely social, rather than a social club that's trying to be high-performance. And we put that high-performance um, target on everybody. You know, whatever your job is, that we have the same accountability that myself and Mark do, you know, is that we got to, you know, we got to get results, we've got to achieve our vision and so forth, but add value, add value, because there was a lot of good people, but ultimately what we're all going to be judged on is, is our performance levels and giving everything to that. And if we get that right, um, you know, the facility and will take care of itself. Because you can have a really nice facility, um, but it's what goes on inside that makes a difference. Because where we are now is, is probably nowhere near world class, but we've but I believe we've made it as close to world class as possible because of what happens, more like the spirit or the culture of the place. Well, well there's, there's absolutely nothing I can add to that. Don't forget, Movember, these two guys really, really going for it. Please join in. But for now, John Lansdowne, Pat Lamb, thank you so much. Cheers, Dave. Thank you. Very good, very good, very good, very good. I think... Think I've still got a job. I'm, not, I'm sure I'll find out. Yeah, just about. We'll see. Uh, very good. Uh, just a quick reminder then on uh, if you are doing Movember, how you can get involved with the club and how you can support us. Yeah, so head to the Movember website, type Bristol Sport into the search bar. It will come up with the different Bristol Sport teams. Join your team. Part of the Bristol Bears team, we're doing a few giveaways. So whoever donates £5 or more towards the team will be entered into a ballot to win a signed shirt. Mark Tainton's also very kindly offering four tickets to the Wasps game at the end of the month, just after at the end of December, rather, just after Christmas, um, to whoever raises the most amount of money as part of the Bristol Bears team. He's a nice man, that Mark Tainton, isn't he? He's Quite right. generous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, don't mind him. Uh, right, uh, this is a brand new podcast. We need you to uh, subscribe, please, uh, wherever you uh, listen to your podcast from. Hit the subscribe button. Any feedback, would love to hear it. Uh, we are eventually going to go to Andy Yaren's house with another podcast on the way very soon. So if you want an insight into uh, how a player live stand by for that one and always welcome your feedback either, either via twitter or you can get in contact with me personally it's downsy at bristlebearsrugby.com but from mark tainton's office at the training ground here uh, thank you very much to our guests john lansdowne and pat lamb from all of us here from tom and i goodbye <laughs>